you know, there's no competition, but there was some good crosses already out in the, the foyer. Oh, well, the, look, well, show that again, Harold. This guy's a pro, so. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but we take a look at Palm Sunday, but obviously we read this idea of Barabbas being released. And so um, we don't want to skip over what was happening um, on Palm Sunday, and we call it Palm Sunday because this is about the time that this event would have occurred, the triumphal entry, right? And Jesus came and they, um, he told his disciples, he said, hey, go into to town, you're going to find a colt that has uh, never been broken in, it's going to be tied, and go grab it, and if they ask you, you know, what, what are you doing with it, um, just tell them the Lord has need of it. Um, but it will be returned, you know, we don't want to steal anything, and so he went, they went to town, they get the colt, and of course they're like, hey, what's going on? And like, the Lord has need of it, they take the colt, and Jesus rides in, and they wave palm branches, and that would have been a sign of victory, that their king was riding in victoriously, they laid their cloaks down on it so that the, the dirt did not even touch the feet of the cult, and um, if you think about this, um, it made me wonder if we get our idea of red carpet um, uh, and from this. I don't know, but it just made me wonder because they're like rolling out the red carpet for through their cloaks and waving these palm branches. They're saying, "Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord." Hosanna really means save or help now, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Remember, these people were so excited that Jesus was coming on the scene because the Messiah, the chosen one, was going to set up his rule and his reign, and they will no longer be under the suppression of the religious leaders and the Roman government. But things changed as we read this morning. We're going to look at a sinner being set free today. Barabbas, a sinner. A revolutionary. Now it's interesting, people had looked at Jesus as being a revolutionary. But he was set free. It reminds me of a story of President Calvin Coolidge um, was awoken one night in a hotel by a burglar. And instead of making a big deal about it, he said, hey, would you please not take the watch? It has an inscription on the back of it. It's really important to me. Shocked by it, this burglar just stopped. And so uh, President Coolidge asked some things. He said, you know, what, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm a college student. I don't have enough move, room, or money to pay for the hotel, and i got to get back to college. And so uh, the president took $32 out of his wallet and gave it to him and said, here you go. And he said, but go back the way you came so that the Secret Service don't find you. Right? And then he probably wouldn't have fired some Secret Service guys. No, but anyway. <laughs> but, but we see this act of mercy. This guy was guilty, caught in the act, and he's given something he doesn't deserve, and he is set free. So here we have Jesus, the blameless one, as we read this morning, standing before Pilate. And Pilate even says, why do you want to kill him? He has done nothing wrong. And yet he's standing before them, and the crowd and the, the religious leaders are saying, we want him dead. And I think what I also encourage us to do is insert ourselves into the story. So consider yourself one of those people waving palm branches, laying down your cloak, saying, Lord, I give it all for you. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, save us. You are exalted in the highest. And yet now we see Jesus before Pilate a few days later. By the way, this happens about four days later. I don't want to give it away because you can come tomorrow night. And you'll get more timeline. 
But who is Barabbas, we might want to know. Well, Barabbas was a revolutionary. Again, I said Jesus was considered a revolutionary, but he also was a murderer, tells us. So they would rather have somebody who was a revolutionary and a murderer, a convicted, everyone knew his felon, than the innocent one of Jesus. They would rather have him. Here we see. What do you guys want, Pilate says. You want Jesus, the innocent, who I find no charge, or do you want Barabbas, the guy who you can't trust, who could kill one of you if you don't follow him, right? The revolutionary. But I want us always to consider ourselves in this. Given the choice before Christ, we would have chosen Barabbas as well. Why? Because we're not accountable to somebody like that. Oh, well, at least I'm better than him. I'm not murdering anybody, but when we look at Christ, we realize I don't measure up. He is perfect. So I want us to look at these contrasting things between us and Jesus. So Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. That's us. But the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Guilty on the left-hand side. Righteousness given to us. Eternal life on the right-hand side. Ephesians 2, dead in trespasses and sins. Yet God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. We see these, these contrasting ideas here. Romans 5.8, while we were still sinners, God didn't wait for you to get your act together. God didn't say, okay, as soon as you start coming to church all the time, as soon as you dress correctly, for me, as soon as I polish my shoes correctly every morning before church, not now, but I used to, but I do know how to, so I did buy shoes that I can polish if I need to. It was stressful. But anyway, um, <laughs> but it's old, you know, Kathy, don't look at me. Kathy's like, what? <laughs> there was a pressure on me when I was a kid to polish my shoes, so. <laughs> but, how do you not get black all over your fingers? Okay. But, so we were still sinners, unable to attain, yet Christ died for us. So I want us to look at this. Barabbas equals us. We're a sinner, couldn't do anything. Barabbas couldn't get himself out of jail. Barabbas, uh, the only thing he was like, oh, hey, you people, you like me, wonderful. I'm going to betray you, but go for it, right? With Jesus, the perfect one, and the grossly imperfect being us and Barabbas released. Now, you say, well, I've never murdered anybody. I've never been a revolutionary. Oh, really? Have you ever told God, I don't want to do things your way? Have you ever thought, I don't need to be subjected to a God? Uh, whoever you are, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do things my way. Well, that's revolutionary. You're overthrowing something that has authority over you. Well, okay, that's fine, but I'm not a murderer. Okay. But have you ever thought, man, I wish that person wasn't around? Or it'd be a lot better if that person wasn't alive. Make my life a lot easier. Or maybe when you're driving down the road and someone cuts you off. By the way, road rage is much less in Idaho than in California, so... But the whole point is, is we think things and we say things. We might not do it, but we do think things. Without Christ coming in and dealing with us, we are left to be like this crowd. The same people who four and a half, five days earlier said, crucify, or no, said, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna, you're our Messiah. You're going to come save us. They sat there and said, crucify him. Crucify him. And what I like about this picture, well, I don't know if I 
But if you look on the, towards the bottom left-hand side, you see a, a woman, and she's got some kids there exposing them to this. This is what we're doing today in our society. We are telling our kids, we don't need Jesus. We're drawing them into the, everything that's against God. So I want to encourage us to pray for the children. Pray for one another, but pray for our kids. Our kids need prayer. Jesus cancels out the Barabbas in us and leaves us with him. And this is the beautiful thing that we're going to experience. And we can say clearly, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord because he has saved us. He has opened his arms. He says, I will change. I will set the prisoner free. I will take on the punishment that is due me, is what Jesus said. In fact, Jesus didn't even fight for himself. He said, okay, this is what you want. But what I'm doing for you is better than what you want. Reminds me of a story of Napoleon. A strange dude. But anyway, um, so there was this mom that was pleading with Napoleon because her son was guilty of not one, but a couple acts of, of a crime that he had committed. And... Um, and so she's like, please, please let him go. And Napoleon said, he goes, but he said, this is right. In fact, this is giving justice. And she says, I don't want justice. I want mercy. And Napoleon says, well, he doesn't deserve mercy. And she says, well, if he deserved it, then it wouldn't be mercy. And so he let the son go. But we see mercy as something that we do not deserve. She prayed. Listen, your intercessory prayer and pleading for people makes a difference. Because mercy is not getting what you deserve. So we look at Barabbas. He deserved to go and be hung on a tree. It was right for them to do that. That would have been justice. But he was set free. This young man before Napoleon, it was right for him to receive punishment. But he was set free. He was given freedom. For freedom Christ has set us free, it tells us in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. And I want you to know, believer in Christ, you are free. I think sometimes we don't believe that. And God wants you to know you're free. Now, it doesn't mean there's not some garbage that you're dealing with in this world. It doesn't mean, but those things don't define you. Those circumstances where you feel like you're failing, where you feel like everything's against you, these seasons of life where you just don't feel like you can move forward, or you're stuck in molasses. It's a phrase that I used years ago with a pastor friend of mine. We were serving together. And he goes, how do you think the last year looked? I said, well, even though it was a year of molasses, let's look at the things that we saw that happened, right? And we just feel like we're just trying. Like, hey, well, first of all, I don't like running, but try running on the beach. Whoever thought that was a good idea, right? You can't, it's hard to run on the beach. It's no fun. You hope that that wave comes in so you can get on the stuff that's packed a little bit and actually make some traction. But we're free in Christ. See, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. You were a sinner. While you were a sinner, Christ died for you. You were dead in your trespasses, but Christ raised you up. And we're now walking in freedom. See, because where the spirit of the Lord is, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Because the Lord is the spirit. And we need to understand this. And he has put his seal on us and given us his spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. You have the very spirit of God. The moment you believe, he gave you his spirit and it was sealed with us in baptism. 
But since we live by the Spirit, let us also keep step with the Spirit. Remember, in the Spirit there is freedom. He has given you His Spirit. You are the sinner set free. So what are you going to do with your freedom? Right? I mean, I think that's the question we all ask. Okay, well, now what? Now that I'm free, what am I going to do? And you know what? I'm not going to tell you what to do. I will make suggestions. You'll go back to your old life. <laughs> you know, if you were a fornicator, don't go back to doing that. If you were a liar, a cheat, don't go back to doing that. But you can't not go back without the help of the Holy Spirit. And that's why he wants you to know that you've been set free because of the work of Jesus Christ on the cross. When the people chose Barabbas, Jesus said, that's fine. I'll pay the price so a sinner can go free. Pay the price so that you and I can go free. And that's the message we proclaim. We come together, we praise the fact that we are sinners set free. We come and we say, God, do you be all the glory because you have done this for us. You have made a way. And then we pray to that God who set us free, knowing that we are free in Christ, and we ask for the Holy Spirit, and then we proclaim that to other people, right? You're free in Christ. But then we don't just stop there, we actually walk in that freedom. Because you don't have to walk under the weight and the burden of condemnation or the guilt of sin or the shame that you carry, because God has removed it all in Christ Jesus. And that is great hope. And as we look at this week of Holy Week, going up, leading up to his, his crucifixion, his death, and his resurrection, what I want to encourage all of us is this, is not to say, oh, how horrible. Now, we'll have some moments where you'll feel that way. But hopefully what we're doing is we're expanding and going, wow, look at the great love of God who met me in my helplessness and did what I could never do. And we would have greater awe and greater love and greater amazement that we serve a God who loves us so much. Let's just take a moment and pray this morning. Lord God, I just want to thank you that you have done this for us. Lord, we are sinners set free who are now called saints. And though we carry around in us this body of death, that is not who we are. We walk in the newness of life and the freedom that you have given to us. So God, please take the time and do the work in us that we cannot do. Lord, we ask that we would be overwhelmed by your mercy. We ask that you would work in us right now. just want to take a few moments as we gear into, up into this Holy Week just to sit in, in quietness for a moment thinking about how we are those people who are excited about Jesus, but yet we're the same people who at one point in time were revolutionary murderers against Jesus. We're the ones that put him on the cross. It was for our sin that he died so that we could be set free. And that we would just say, Lord, thank you for setting us free. So take a moment and thank him for that.